What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. And I gotta ask you again, was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? No. Hell no. <laughs> Still one of the greatest openings ever. Thank you, John Dawson, for that. And thank you, dear listener, for tuning in this morning. Hello there. Live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely Kinston, North Carolina. It is Thursday, September the 28th in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 939 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by our good friends over at Lenore Community College. Uh, my co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey. Why, they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for a fun birthday game. But man, we got a fun show for you today. Joining us in less than 20 minutes on our Spence Automotive guest line, he is the sales executive to the stars at WRNS, uh, Jason Bryant. Uh, we've got a lot to talk to him about, so I hope he's ready. Uh, we're going to be taking a look at tomorrow night's prep football schedule, which includes our Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week, Arundel Parrot Academy, playing host to Father Capadano out of Vass. Uh, we're likely uh, we're likely going to get some college football and NFL talk in too with Jason, but uh, man, we've got a lot to talk to him about. Uh, uh, we've got a full slate of high school games tomorrow night. In fact, I am, uh, as I look at this here, hey, everybody plays tomorrow night. All five teams in Lenora County. Uh, Green Central taking on Aiden Grifton in a huge game. I've got some sweet numbers from that to share with you here in a little bit. Jones Sr. is playing. Uh, well, I mentioned Aiden Grifton, too, so all eight teams. All five teams in Lenora County, Green Central, Aiden Grifton, Jones Sr., everybody's going to be on the football field tomorrow night. So very, very, very excited about that. And we'll be talking to Jason uh, Bryant about that too. So pretty cool. Man, let me tell you something. Do we have a treat for you in the second hour? As you know, Duke is off to uh, just a great, great start in football this year. Uh, 4-0, and they're going to be, ho- uh, what, they're number 13 in the nation. They're hosting Notre Dame this weekend. And ESPN's College Game Day is coming to Durham. Uh, man, I don't know how I can get much better than all that. I mean, in fact, they're only two and a half point underdogs. I am picking, I'm going to spoiler alert here. Uh, I am picking Duke to win that, but let me tell you who our guest is going to be in the second hour. It's Leo Hart. He is one of the best quarterbacks in Duke university history and Kinston history. I mean, when you think about all the great quarterbacks and all the great teams we've had come through, uh, Kinston and, Granger High School and Adkin High School through the years. He is still. He graduated, what, in 1970 or uh, 1969, 1970, I believe. And would you believe he is still? Well, no, no, no. That, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm getting that wrong. That's when he graduated from Duke was in 1970. He graduated from Granger in 1966. And still, here we are almost, uh, what, almost 60 years later, 
and he is still the greatest quarterback in the history of this town, uh, in the history of this county. That tells you something about the legacy he made. And in fact, when you think about all the great quarterbacks that played for Duke University through the years, he's still one of the, if he's not the best, he's one of the two or three best that's ever played there. In fact, only one, there, there have only been two Duke University players that have been all ACC three years in a row. Guess who one of those are? That's it. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for you to guess, Pam Sheffield. Why, it's uh, Leo Hart. So, uh, very excited. He's going to be joining us on the Spence Automotive Guest Line in our <clears throat> second hour live from Atlanta. He is, uh, I talked to him last night for a little bit. He is in Atlanta right now and will be heading to uh, Durham uh, later on today uh, for all the festivities for the Notre Dame game everything. And I just can't wait to pick his brain. He's got to be just awfully, awfully proud with everything that's going on at uh, at Duke. And a very good chance, I'm telling you, I really think I'm picking, and I'm not just being a homer here, I'm picking Duke to uh, beat Notre Dame this week, and I, I really think they're going to do that. So, uh, man, very excited. Leo Hart in our second hour. Jason Bryant in our first hour. How's that for a show, y'all? It's hard to get much better than that, I'm telling you. Uh, you know what? I haven't done a Junius update in a while. And I need to do that uh, because I'm, I miss my friend. I know y'all do too uh, that are listening. And I know, uh, as I've said several times, and I've said it many times, I uh, everywhere I go, uh, everywhere I go pretty much, if someone sees me and they recognize me, then one of the first questions they have is, how is Junius doing? And uh, it's still slow. It's still slow. He's uh, slowly improving. And I, I guess maybe that's why I don't give a, an update every day or, you know, once every two or three days because – there's not been a whole lot of change. He is back at home in Fayetteville right now. He is uh, he is uh, just he he is slowly improving. Uh, we said this several weeks ago, but it's because there's really not been that much of an update. He is at home. He doesn't have a feeding tube. He's able to, able to eat real food now, which is awesome. Still not able to speak yet. Uh, still uh, struggling to walk, but I'm telling you, he's got a great support system in his, in his parents. Uh, he's got a birthday coming up, uh, and we got to figure out something we're going to do for his birthday. In fact, I think his birthday, if it's not next week, it's the week after. And uh, it just, uh, I miss my friend. I know, I know all of y'all do too, because like I said, I mean, everywhere I go, everybody asks me about him, and then just randomly, uh, folks will message me a couple of times a week and ask how he's doing. And so there's the update with him. Uh, if you would like to give to uh, help him and his family, because obviously he's not working now, and it's going to be it's going to be a while before he's able to work again. You can go to uh, either my Facebook page or my Twitter uh, account, and uh, there's a, a link to both of them, or, or a link at the top of both of them. I've got them uh, tagged up there, and you can help him out there. Uh, but man, I, we miss you, Junius. And uh, can't wait till he is uh, able. And it's going to be a while. It's going to be a while, but I can't wait till he's back uh, walking the sideline and uh, helping me out with stats and uh, all that. It's going to be. It's going to happen eventually, and I'm looking forward to that. Uh, another uh, family that you can help, and I know that uh, Takima Parson is heading this up. Uh, we had a. Uh, if, in fact, if you remember Judah McBynum who played for Kenston High School several years ago, uh, his family, their house burnt down over the weekend uh, as uh, Ophelia was coming through. And I know that, uh, like I said, Takima is helping. I know Linda and I have helped out some. I know a lot of people with uh, Sassy's, which is Takima's uh, Zumba organization, have helped out. But if you would like to help, 
uh, get hold of Takima Parson or heck, get hold of me. I'll put you in touch with uh, Takima and uh, you can help there too. Uh, we need to do what we can to help uh, those that are our own. And that is an easy, easy way for you to do that. So, uh, man, thinking about Tina McBride, I'm thinking about her family. She's just got, she's got such a big heart. She, uh, helps, she in her life has helped folks in our community through the years. And now it's our turn to help her too. So there you go. Uh, Greg Clemens, uh, messaged me. He's right. He said that, uh, Leo Hart should be the guest picker. Uh, on Saturday, and I, I could not agree more. I absolutely 100% couldn't agree more. I think, though, Mr. Clemens, it's probably going to be Mike Krzyzewski. They haven't announced yet, or if they have, they haven't done it uh, overnight anyway. Uh, my gut is it's going to be Mike Krzyzewski. And, and you know what? If it's not Coach K, then I agree with you. I think it should be Leo Hart or uh, probably Steve Spurrier would be the second one there that uh, the ESPN folks would like to get. But, man, it would be so much fun to see uh, Leo Hart up on uh, that that awesome stage with all the folks and uh, picking, uh, picking games for Duke University or representing Duke University. Okay. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Hey, uh, we mentioned it yesterday. Uh, I don't know if it's uh, been reported by anyone else yet, and I apologize if it has, but I don't apologize because he's such a good dude. Uh, Corey Povar resigned uh, yesterday, or not yesterday. He uh, announced his resignation earlier this week. He is the director of the Kinsley North County Parks and Recreation uh, Department. Uh, Jonathan Massey and I, we talk about him at a birthday game coming up. Uh, I believe today you'll get to hear, uh, Jonathan and I kind of break it down a little bit and just, uh, give, uh, give the man his flowers before he leaves here. But let me tell you this too. Corey will be on our show, uh, next week on Wednesday. I believe his final day is October 20th here in Kinston, Lenore County. You see him out and about and you see him out and about everywhere. Uh, give Corey a pat on the back. He is a, a good dude. And I'm sure uh, Jason and I are going to talk a little about a little bit about him too when it comes up here in the uh, in, in less than 10 minutes or so when we get Jason up here on our Spence Automotive guest line. But, uh, man, we are going to miss him. That's, he's got some awfully big shoes to fill. Uh, and it's ironic because he had big shoes to fill when he replaced Bill Ellis five years ago or so. But uh, like I said, we'll talk to Jason about that. And, again, don't forget, next Wednesday, we will have him right here on the Brian Hanks Show. Probably his last appearance, which is kind of sad. But, uh, man, just kudos to uh, Corey. Just a great job he's done over there. Uh, don't forget uh, a couple other big things coming up this weekend, too. And uh, Linda and I will be at both of them. Very excited about this. The Little Mermaid uh, continues its second weekend. And I'm, everybody I have talked to, every person I have talked to that went to one of the three performances this past Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, uh, it's just been uh, it's been amazing. Uh, it's been amazing. The kudos have come in. I've heard it said that this is the best play that has ever been performed in uh, Briley Auditorium, and that's pretty high praise when you think of all the great things that the LCC Drama Department and Jessica Cruz and all the folks over there have done. It's pretty awesome to hear folks say that. Uh, and listen, uh, you have three chances to see uh, The Little Mermaid over the weekend. Friday at 7 o'clock. Saturday at 7, which, by the way, that's a performance that uh, Linda and I are going to be at. And then Sunday at 3. And, uh, man, just, uh, again, 
kudos to Holly Holder. I can't wait to come here on the show on Monday. And I, I can already tell you, spoiler alert here, I can already tell you, I know I'm going to be very excited in sharing with you just how awesome it is. But you need to get out there yourself. Uh, you can go to uh, lenorecc.edu backslash the little mermaid. You need to put the the in front of it and go ahead and get your tickets there. Or you can go to the box office or to the front door at Briley Auditorium. Uh, like I said, Friday at 7, Saturday at 7, Sunday at 3 p.m. And uh, you can uh, watch it. Uh, you can watch Holly Holder and uh, everybody else that are just stars of that performance. Uh, if you missed this past Friday's show, and I've had several people talk to me about this. This is awesome. Holly came in here in my plush, well-lit, well-protected studio on Whitehall Drive and performed a song from uh, The Little Mermaid, and it was awesome. You want you, gotta, you want to get some chills on your arms, Greg Clemens? Well, let me tell you, uh, go back and listen to that performance that she did here uh, on the show. Go to my SoundCloud feed. Uh, all you have to do, really, is go to brianhanks.com. You can click on it there. I need little thing, too, that our new, since we switched over to betonthebull.com, and maybe they did it before, but I got to admit, I didn't really notice it before. But if you go to betonthebull.com, immediately there's a uh, there's a feed on there that as soon as I post uh, the archives of one of our show, kind of like what happens at brianhanks.com, they're instantly updated there on betonthebull.com as well as brianhanks.com. I want to thank Jason Bryan, all the folks over at betonthebull.com for that. And I also want to thank uh, John Dawson. He is the uh, webmaster for my uh, brianhanks.com too. So uh, check those two places out, and uh, I think you'll really appreciate that. Or not appreciate that, but uh, you'll uh, you'll be able to listen to uh, any of our what previous 938 shows by going there. I mean, for somebody that you, you get on there and you're like, you know what? I want to hear Chris Hatcher when he was on the show. I want to hear Jerry Stackhouse, Reggie Bullock, uh, any of the, the guys we've had on there, uh, or not guys, guys and gals. Then, uh, all you have to do is just go to one of those two places, hit the search bar and you can listen to, I mean, heck, let me tell you when we, uh, yesterday when we had, uh, Vanita Wright on, she was our 457th unique guest that we've had here on the show. And I, I, you know what? I challenge, uh, anybody outside of Bristol, Connecticut, or, uh, any, you know, any other sports talk station that in their 939 shows, they've had 457 unique guests. Uh, yeah, we, we've, uh, we, we line them up for you. That's for sure. Um, Okay, so there you go. Uh, Pat myself on the back a little too much there. Hey, again, Little Mermaid this weekend. How about the Festival of Hope? It's going to be at Wildwood Park in Greenville on Saturday. It begins about 9 o'clock, uh, 10 o'clock or so, and goes pretty much all day, and that's uh, where Linda and I will be on Saturday. Uh, we're going to go out there. Uh, if you missed uh, Christy Overton Johnson's appearance here on the show last week, that's what she was talking about. Uh, man, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Parker Bird from ECU Baseball. He's going to be out there speaking at some point. Uh, Dave Mira's widow, she's going to be out there uh, just uh, trying to provide. It's called the Festival of Hope. That's what it's going to be is just uh, providing hope to people. Christy Overton Johnson just does such an amazing job, as you know. Uh, we've had her here on the show, uh, what, three times over the past couple of years. And uh, get out there, and you can support that. Wildwood Park all day in Greenville. Like I said, Linda and I will be out there. For the first part of that, she has asked me to be a MC for a little bit of it, so I'm pretty excited about that. You heard us last week uh, getting you ready for the Jones County Heritage Festival, which 
unfortunately was unable to uh, take place because of the tropical storm that came through. It's been postponed the next year, but I was telling you about all the uh, uh, all the interviews I did with uh, some octogenarians uh, with a 100-year-old just beautiful and an incredible lady. I was really worried that all those interviews would kind of disappear into the ether, but no, go to a jcheritagefestival.com or just go to a search Jones County Heritage Festival on Facebook and you can watch those videos. Uh, and I, I encourage you to. I need to put a link up to them. I don't know if I linked to them yesterday. I just found out that they were going to do that uh, last night when Linda and I were at dinner. And, uh, in fact, I know I have it. But I'll, do, I'll have that link up later today. You want to have uh, some entertainment and just find out what it was like in the good old days, then uh, you'll enjoy that. We had, uh, we had a blast, man. Jacob Morgan, uh, the... Uh, He's a big wig over in Jones County, uh, in county government. It was uh, he and Jennifer King that got me involved with this. Very, very uh, blessed to be a part of it and just had a blast. And I, I promise you, it's very entertaining. But again, go to jcheritagefestival.com or search Jones County Heritage Festival on Facebook and it'll take you there and you will have a good time with that. I promise you. Hey, LCC uh, Volleyball last night. Congratulations to the Lancers. They won last night at Lewisburg College, three to one. Uh, they are now seven and six overall here in 2023. Uh, they travel to USC. Oh, this is always hard for me. Salkahatchee, Salkahatchee, Salkahatchee. Uh, Saturday they'll play a doubleheader there. So uh, good luck to the Lancers with that. Uh, and we have been telling you this for a long time now. <clears throat> Do not forget. Bradfest is coming up Saturday, October the 21st from 3 to 9. Actually, it's from 2 to 9 p.m. at Pearson Park in downtown Kinston. A lot of folks have been putting a lot of work into that. Uh, Allie Warnock, uh, Chris Moore, uh, Stacy Heath, uh, a lot of folks putting uh, a lot of work into this uh, event that's going to take place uh, on Saturday, October the 21st in downtown Kenston. Uh, get out there, support that. I know, uh, again, I keep saying Linda, and I hope she doesn't mind me uh, throwing her name out there for everything. But I know we're going to be out there for a bunch of it. In fact, uh, I think it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, uh, Stacy Heath and a couple other folks have been doing this little uh, thing of, go, they're already, they've got their chairs out there ready for, uh, for the entertainment that's going to take place that day. They've been putting uh, some stuff up on Facebook. Now, Stacy doesn't go under his name. He goes under uh, Noah Peace, like N-O-A-H, Noah, and then Peace. Well, like, you know, Peace. And uh, they've been doing some funny things with that. But uh, go ahead and put it on your calendar now. Uh, Saturday, October the 21st, a lot of great bands, including our friend Mickey Weatherington and the Something Else Band. They will open it up. I know uh, Wicked Shimmies are going to be out there. The Dew Drops, 8-Track, and the Mac and Juice Quartet, we're just going to have a blast out there, and we want you to be a part of it, too. Spence, that was uncalled for. <laughs> anyway, man, the messages I get from folks that uh, I can't read here on the air, and Keith Spence, that was definitely one. We'll just leave it at that. And I, Mr. Clemens, you make a point there. i got to disagree with you on this one. You said it's a slap in the face. If college game day goes with a basketball person and coach K, but if you watch game day, very rarely do they go with uh, someone that comes from their football program. They'll go with people that are associated with the university or even last week or a couple of weeks ago when the university of Colorado uh, took on Colorado state, they had the rock out there doing it. 
and I don't know if he had any association with uh, the University of Colorado. Uh, I would have liked to have seen. You're right. I would like to have seen a football person at Cordell Stewart, maybe, or somebody like that. But uh, they they usually pick the the person that is most closely associated with that university, even if it is somebody not in the football program. And I just I don't see any other way that they pick anybody other than. Uh, than Mike Krzyzewski, unless Mike just can't do it. But you know, we all know Mike likes to uh, – uh, he likes to see his – anyway, I'm not going to get into all that. But I bet it's Mike Krzyzewski. If it's not him, I bet it's Steve Spurrier. If not him, then Leo Hart would be an awesome person to uh, to uh, select there. Hey, for 65 years, Lenore Community College has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission – is to uh, meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus in Kenston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kenston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. And thank you so much to uh, Richie Honeycutt, Dr. Rusty Hunt, uh, just all the folks over at Lenore Community College for being the title sponsor of Ye Old Brian Hanks Show and on the line with us right now, the man that sells uh, all the ads that you hear on uh, 960betonthebull.com. He does a whole bunch of them for uh, WRNS, the big blowtorch 95.1, Bob 93.3, and I hear he grills a hell of a steak too. It's Jason Bryant joining us. I just threw in that last part, but I bet you do grill a hell of a steak, don't you? I do. <laughs> you got to try one. I would love to try one. In fact, I got to tell you, man, right here, I'd, I'd love some steak and eggs right now. We couldn't, we couldn't make that happen, could we? Of course we can. We can do anything. <laughs> yes, we can. Hey, What's I'll, going on? oh, dude, how you doing, man? We I haven't spoke one word about high school football yet because you and I are going to break those games down here in a little bit, starting with our Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week tomorrow night. Father Capadano out of uh, out of Vass, and uh, I'm going to be testing you. Don't look it up. I'm going to ask you where Vass is and see if you know where it is. But before we get into Hurt. high school football, I wanted to. Uh, uh, we, our second hour guest is going to be Leo Hart and, uh, we yeah, were, awesome. Oh, I know. I can't wait, man. I just, I absolutely can't wait. A true legend. I mean, he's in the Duke, uh, sports hall of fame. He's in the North Carolina sports hall of fame. He's in, he was an inaugural member of our Kinsley North County sports hall of fame, but Greg Clemens, uh, spoke up and I, I love the idea. He's like, he thinks with, uh, uh, with college game day coming to, uh, Duke university this, uh, Saturday, he said he thinks that uh, Leo Hart should be the guest picker. While I agree with him, because, of course, I'm a homer, and I'd love to see a Kinstonian up there do that, I got to tell you, man, I think it's probably – they've not announced it yet, but I'm thinking it's probably going to be Coach K. I wanted your thoughts. As a Duke fan, uh, who do you think is going to be the guest picker uh, this Saturday for uh, game day? The money would be on Coach K, but he he's so far out or removed now. I mean, we're somebody a year removed. I don't know that the spotlight is where he wants to be. He wants to be, and I don't know that he would really want to take that away from Duke football. But as a diehard Duke fan, I mean, it doesn't matter to me who it is because I'm extremely thankful that game day is even going to be in Durham, and 
I realize that it's not as much about Duke football as it is Notre Dame in the matchup. I mean, Duke's very really good. Um, no question about it. But, I mean, it's Notre Dame. And if Duke was playing, you know, UConn like last week or, you know, Boston College, would game day be there? I think you know the answer to that question. So it's just as much about Notre Dame as it is Duke. Yeah, you're probably right there. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Other than other than Coach K, who I bet if there were any kind of betting odds on this, that's who it'll be. Or uh, Leo, who, God, you know. In fact, he's going to be in Atlanta when we're talking this morning. He's traveling to Durham today, so he's going to be up there. Uh, other than those two who would, you know, as a, like you said, as a diehard Duke football fan and basketball fan, who do you see, uh, who would you like to see be the guest picker if it's not Leo, if it's not Coach K? <laughs> Well, I mean, the easy thing is to go basketball because there's so many well-known names. But Duke's put out some football players, too. I mean, it wouldn't be the sexy pick, but, I mean, a Jamison Crowder or, you know, Daniel Jones, if he was available just to fly down, I think would be extremely uh, well-received by everybody, especially the Duke football program because they did it so much. But there's plenty of people, I mean – I don't know, Brian. It's a great question. I hope I provided you something, but <laughs> I, I mean, I, other than that, I mean, I just don't know. It. I, well, mean, I gotta ask you, what's Steve Spurrier up to these days? I mean, one of the best. We're I mean, talking about Leo Hart being go. one of the best quarterbacks. Steve Spurrier, I think, might be. Uh, I, I was just wondering what you thought about that. Well, you know, Steve Spurrier is a very interesting character, and you know, he his first job was Duke, and. You know, he, he was a Florida grad. He was a Heisman Trophy winner down in Florida. And every single year, which is kind of dumb and stupid, sorry for using that those <laughs> words, but he would vote Duke in the top 25 in his preseason coaches poll as homage to the team that gave him his first shot. So he's got some ties to Duke. I think that would be cool. That's a great idea. Well, thank you, man. I, I have one every once in a while. I thought another very popular one, too, would be uh, that would definitely uh, get some uh, people talking. How about Christian Leitner? I'd love to see – what is Christian Leitner up to these days? You know, that would be kind of neat to see him come out there. and You know – you absolutely know, Jason Bryant, that the Duke fans would just go nuts. And then all us uh, people who hated Christian Leitner, and yes, I'm including myself in that number there, uh, Jason, uh, we would all, uh, we would laugh, but I mean, I could see, you know, I could see him being a pretty popular pick to do it. If I was in charge, I'd put Grayson Allen up there just to make everybody <laughs> mad. But. Yeah. You would have some heads explode. You would have some heads explode, that's for sure. But, I mean, you know, I mean, you can't get Kyrie Irving because he's the bladder of God. (laughs) Well, dude, he played, what, 11 games? I mean, dude, I know Duke fans who just – who don't even really claim Kyrie Irving. Yeah, I mean, I'm just – I mean, Jason Tatum? Ooh. That would be awesome. I wouldn't want Zion. Zion, you know, he he needs to prove himself that he can stay healthy and be on a basketball court. To Dude, what be about, worthy what of about hey, 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 I'm interrupting. I mean, Brandon, I, I know. What you're I swear say, that's where I was getting ready to go. Uh, yeah, I mean, but there's just, there's so many, man. Uh, but I think it's cool playing in the golf tournament. 
Okay, you're breaking. You must be going through. Your, I was about to say you must be going through your dead zone, dude, because uh, I only got about a third of what you said right there. Try that again. Actually, give me two minutes. Do it. Pay a bill. I love it. Let's pay a bill. We've got. It happens when we have uh, uh, Jason on. There's that dead zone right around the northern part of the county. Let me tell you. I tell you what. We're talking to uh, him on the Spence Automotive guest line. And let's, uh, even though Keith Spence sends me questionable text messages first thing in the morning that I can't read out loud, I still love you, Spence. Spence Automotive is where I get my car service. It's where you should go to. Located at 603 Plaza Boulevard in the old Firestone building next to the Piggly Wiggly and Big Lots. Spence Automotive is owned by local sports riding legend and my good friend, Keith Spence, and is open Monday through Saturday at 7.30 a.m. Spence Automotive takes care of all your car care needs and also sells great tires, too. Give Keith a call at Spence Automotive at 252-686-5011. The next time you need your car service, when you need new tires, and tell him that uh, Jason Bryant and the Brian Hank Show sent you, and I promise you he will take care of you. You'll also be able to hear uh, uh, Keith tomorrow and Jason tomorrow as we're going to be at the Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week, and that is going to be Father Cappadano out of Vass. Uh, uh, and, again, I'm very excited about uh, that game tomorrow night. Hey, I got to ask you, or I got to tell you, uh, okay, are, we, are we good now again, or do I need to do another read? Please. Uh, I guess I'm going to have to do another read here. Hey, no problem with that because we would like to thank Down East Protection Systems too. They have been servicing <laughs> Eastern North Carolina for more than 30 years. They specialize in residential and commercial installation and service of security systems, fire alarm systems, camera systems, and access control. For more information or for a consultation, please visit depsnet.com. That's depsnet.com. And uh, listen, I say it all the time. It's absolutely true. Before I even had my power cut on here at my house, before I had uh, anything cut on, direct TV, anything, I called Tom Vermillion and said, listen, I need I need that little uh, sign out in my front yard to scare the criminals off. I need uh, the protection of Downey's Protection Systems. And uh, seriously, I had uh, depths in here in my house before I had anything else cut on. So thank you to Tom Vermillion. Actually, they've even protected Linda and I, too. We had a break in here a couple of months ago. We're laying in our uh, in our bedroom, getting ready to go to sleep. The alarm goes off. I watched the guy run out of the house, and uh, we were protected. If we didn't have that alarm system, I'm telling you, Jason, if we didn't have the alarm system from Down East Protection Systems, who knows what would have happened? You know, I mean, uh, other yeah. you know. So thank you, Tom Vermillion. Thank you, Down East Protection Systems, for protecting my home. You want the same level of protection. You need to give them a call and visit depsnet.com. How are we now, dude? We should be okay. Oh, yeah. You sound great, man. You sound like you're right here beside me. Huh? Sorry. It's right here at Pollock Creek Golf Course. When I go down on the little (laughs) swell on uh, Pollock Creek Road, and it just, it's not good. But, hey, man, can I I say something real quick? Yeah, please, please. And, And then we'll move on. Man. I have been, I'm a huge Atlanta Braves fan, and I have the MLB package, and Connor and I usually, and, my, and, and Avery usually watch it, you know, religiously almost every night, and we were watching last night, and the Braves came back to beat the Cubs in extra innings, and in the 10th inning, Ronald Lacuna stole his 70th base last night, Brian, and 
I don't know if you've read up on it, but he's also hit 40 home runs. Nobody's ever hit 40 home runs with sold 70 bases in a year. And it's just incredible to me that to get to watch something like that and especially share it with my kid. But, I mean, it's just special to see something like that. Were you aware of that record? Uh, only because uh, I saw something about it this morning. And uh, that that is incredible. That I mean, he is one of one. There's only been one player in the. Think about the thousands of players that have played uh, Major League Baseball. The only player to do it. You're absolutely right, man. It is amazing, and I I wish I was more into Major League Baseball. I mean, I really do. I mean, I I now don't get it twisted. I love going and visiting parks, and I know that uh, you and uh, your boy have uh, visited uh, the new park, or I guess it's relatively new down in Atlanta. I haven't yet. I've been to 26, 27 Major League Parks. I've never been to that one. For folks who haven't been to that one, tell them a little bit about it. Yeah, it's just incredible, man. It's a unique fan experience on this. I mean, they they basically went in the northern part of Atlanta into um, not so good area of that was really didn't have anything going on. Um, you know, bought up everything and built this park, and then they built a little mini city around it, man. There's bars, restaurants, all shops, whatever you want, all outside this magnificent ballpark. It's just a really cool experience. But, and I know everybody's not into baseball like I am, but and it makes it really good when your team's won 102 games. Like, I am still, <laughs> I'm pumped for the post. I can get down there and catch a game. Well, I, I need to, too. This is the first. Well, no, I can't. What am I talking about? Uh, uh, we went up and saw Washington this year. You know, and I'm a bit, you know, I, I like, I love the Nationals. I mean, I really do. They've had a couple of bad years after winning the World Series in 2019. But, but a team that I believe is on the come up. I mean, I really do. I think they're, I, I don't think they'll win anything next year either, but they've gradually gotten better. They're building with youth and everything. What, what do you think about the Nationals? I mean, they are a team I think you're going to have to, That'll be challenging you guys in a couple of years, don't you think? It, they should. Um, the issue is, and Connor and I were having a conversation about Shohei Tony last night, and, um, you know, would the Braves be smart to, to get in the sweepstakes for him? And the answer to that question is no, they wouldn't. I mean, the Braves' payroll is relatively on the – I mean, it's medium to high, but it's not, like, out of the spare, like a Yankee for Red Sox, sort of, or, 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 they've got, uh, and that, that's not a good formula for everybody else that has to, has to play them because they're not spending any money and, and, and the talent, basically, or, and the, uh, <laughs> and the talent level, I mean, that's their whole core is locked up to like 2028. 20, at relatively low money. So why would you go out and get a superstar and pay him that much money when you're selling out a ballpark, you're winning a hundred games. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's very unique territory that they're in with the way that, that they've done the pay schedule for these guys. But don't you think though, you're going to encounter Okay. I agree with you. They have done a good job with that. And I've read up on that quite a bit. Well, not quite a bit, but I've read up on it that, They've done a really good job of building that team and locking people in the long term. But, I mean, when you have a season like what Acuna's having, aren't you a little bit worried that 
maybe uh, his agent says, hey, he deserves more money, which he probably does deserve more than he's making right now. Oh, he deserves way more money than what he's getting right now. And that's what I'm saying, but aren't you a little bit worried that if it's not next year, then maybe the, the year after that, if he continues at this pace, uh, he's going to want that that uh, Otani kind of money, or I don't even know who are the highest paid players in baseball right now. I guess Mike Trout and those kind of guys. But that he's going to want that kind of money because he definitely deserves it. Well, I think so. Uh, but it, it's just, it's a real, like how much money, well, I know the answer to this for me and you. How much money does somebody need? I don't need as much as he's got right now. Yeah. But, you know, millions and millions and millions of dollars, um, you know, a hundred million dollars, a hundred million dollars is a lot of money, man. And, and then, and then what do you want your legacy to be? I mean, he, he can go probably make twice that, but is he going to be on a team that's relevant or is he going to be the only piece on the team? And I think he likes to win just as much as he likes money, Brian. And, you know, winning cures a lot. It cures a lot. And I don't think any of them guys are starving or going to have to wait until their check goes in the bank. But that's just my take on it. Not everybody's going to agree. I agree the guy deserves more money. And maybe the Braves front office will give him a, you know, rework it and give him a little bit more. Uh, I would think they would with his superstar status that he is now. Well, there you go. Well, congratulations to you, to your Braves. Hey, we've had a couple other people uh, jump in uh, with our talking about the guest picker. Greg Clemens said Wes Chesson. And I've got to admit, I don't know that much about him. I know he's in the Duke Hall of Fame uh, football player, and he was a really good player. Uh, he was a wide receiver and a punter for them. But uh, do, what, do you know about Wes Chesson? Because I really don't know that much about him. I do not. Mr. Clemens is trying to make us look dumb. This <laughs> well, hey, that, that's really not that hard to do uh, uh, for me, not for you. You're, you're a smart guy and all. But how about this from Forrest Dawson from uh, John's dad? He, he, he uh, checks in and says, uh, if you re- dude, you'll, you're either going to chuckle at this one or you're going to run off the road when I say this one. You ready? Yeah. He said, if you really want to see heads explode for the guest picker on game day, get Hubert Davis. Uh, <laughs> I think I think Carolina's fans fans heads would explode too. Yeah, they probably would too. So thank you for that, Mr. Dawson. That's hilarious. And then uh, Scott Whittington checks in too, and he says, "Oh, oh boy, oh this is a. I think this might be a direct shot at you. Are you ready?" Well, Scott's always Scott's always going to win. Let's hear. It. Let's hear. Oreos and seven over the Braves in the World Series. Lock it in. Orioles on seven. <laughs> what do you think? Scott. You got that like you've been there, Scott. I mean, this, <laughs> I don't disagree how good the Orioles are. Um, now, you talk about a team that's come from nowhere. I remember, you know, the Orioles have just been so bad the past several years. And I remember hearing last year that, hey, 2025, 2026, that's when the Orioles are going to, you know, going to be the team. Man, they're, they're they're at least, what, two years and maybe even three years ahead of schedule right now, don't you think? Scott, <laughs> I know you're listening. He is. I'll make a deal with you, buddy. If you're so confident that you think the Orioles in seven, my math and my calculations would say that 
we would be playing in a game seven in Atlanta. If, if they get to a game seven in Atlanta, you buy the tickets, me and you go to Atlanta, and I'll show you how miserable you'll be on the ride home. Wow. Did you hear all that? Because he's right here, but he had stepped away for a little bit. He's got his Orioles hat on. He, uh, Hey, come here. Throw some headphones on real quick. Yeah, just right there is fine. Hold on. He's putting them on right now. Do that one more time, Jason. Scott, if you're so confident that it's the Orioles in seven, that means we'll be playing game seven in Atlanta. You buy the tickets. I'll drive you down there, show for you, and I'll show you how miserable you'll be on the way home. <laughs> oh, heck, I had the wrong. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Do you think? What? I gotta won't tell, be, will this it play won't one? be cheap, Scott. I know. It won't be cheap. Oh, but he's making that big East Carolina football equipment uh, money right now. Okay. Though, dude. Yeah, I, I bet that checks large. <laughs> I bet it is too. <laughs> but but uh, I like that idea, dude. I, will North Carolina explode if it's the Orioles and the Braves? Because we're right in the middle of. Uh, I mean, we got a lot of Orioles fans. You got a, obviously a ton of Braves fans. If it's the Orioles and the Braves in the World Series, good God Almighty, that that'll be awesome, don't you guys think? Look, man, the Orioles, the Orioles and and the Braves were the closest teams in North Carolina. They yeah. still are, uh, except the transplant Canadians that are in Washington. Ooh, that was a shot. But anyway, <laughs> the uh, um, you know, so I I love the Orioles. I go to Orioles games. I mean, Connor and I were up there last summer. Um. So we pull for the Orioles. Connor's got an Orioles hat. Um, but, you know, way more Braves than Orioles. I'd like to see the Orioles win. I don't know that I want to see them in the World Series because, honestly, they're a really good team. But, I mean, we got to get there first. I mean, we, the Braves didn't – I mean, we're looking at another series with Philadelphia that honestly scares the bejesus out of me because, for some reason, they just got it. But I think these – the Braves were in a lull. I, I mean, they clinched the division, what, two weeks ago, Brian? Yeah. Um, so they've been kind of not mailing it in, but not with the intensity. And then the last two nights, they came back from the 6-0 deficit against the Cubs on um, Tuesday night. And and then a 3-1 deficit last night to, to beat them. So I think they're, they're starting to get ramped back up, and I really need to see that before we have a week off um, with this – the way the playoffs are. I mean, last year the Braves and Dodgers both had a week off and lost in the divisional series to, um, in my opinion, lesser opponents. So I'm not sure how this is going to work out, but we'll see. I agree with you. While we've got – and Scott's yeah, we got to get through some football. Yeah, we've got to, <laughs> but I did want Scott to explain to us, how did the Orioles get so good so fast? They, they got their guys up from uh, from the minor leagues, and uh, they jailed the, – this group of guys jailed so well in the minor leagues together, and um, – yeah. Wow. Uh, again. Yeah, they, they drafted really well. Yeah. I mean, drafted really well. Well, and, congr- and congratulations and to, to the two biggest baseball fans in my life, uh, Scott Whittington and his Baltimore Orioles and Jason Bryant and his Atlanta Braves. I hey, I would love to see that. If I tell you what, we do that, you got to come over here. And we're, I know you were joking about driving down to Atlanta because those tickets would be just insane. But I tell you what we could do, Jason Bryant and Scott Whittington, is have a party here <laughs> for one of the World Series games. And, heck, I'll buy the wings and uh, buy the food and watch you guys beat up on each other. 
No, steaks, Brian. You got steaks. Steaks. You, steaks. you know what? You're right. I will, by God, I will grill steaks for all of us, okay? All right. There you go. Thanks, right. Scott. Yep. Okay, uh, let's uh, let's talk a little prep football. We've got about 15, 16 minutes here, uh, Jason Bryant. And it starts off with our Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week. It's going to be uh, Parrot Academy coming off that big win. They needed that win uh, this past Monday they night. Did. Oh, they absolutely did. But taking on a, a team uh, from Vass called uh, Fa- Father Capadano, a first-year eight-man program. And uh, I don't see our, our Patriots having a lot of difficulty in that game. What do you think? No, I don't either. And um, the thing about it is, is I, I need my parent folks to chime in. Um, do you want me to pick parent the rest of the year? Because <laughs> they lost when I picked them. Um, they've won every time I picked against them. So what do you want me to do, people? Tell me, tell me what you want me to do, because I can't figure it out. That's um, funny. But I'm willing to take one for the team and make the picks that you want me to. So everybody let me know. I like it. Look at you uh, sacrificing your uh, personal record to do it. I, I Can I tell you something, though? As I, I You and I have become uh, really good friends through the years. It would be yep. uh, it, it would be dumb. Dude, Patri- uh, Patriots are going to roll. I mean, if I were setting oh, I a line, if I were setting a line on this game, I would say uh, 41 and a half point favorites uh, that uh, – well, the Patriots are going into that game. Well, what I saw the other night was, I mean, Matt didn't take the idea from anybody. It was his idea, but a lot like what South Lenore did with Kinson. Um, they slowed the game down. They dominated time of possession. They ran the football. Um, I'm sure you got the stats. Spencer got them, but they didn't throw it typically like a parent team throws the football. They ran the football, and I think it, they were able to sustain the drives and, and get Kerry Christian out of rhythm. Um, I thought Kerry Christian was very explosive. You saw it two or three times. They just dropped a ton of passes, Brian, um, what I saw. And, you know, kudos to Matt for, for changing up. It, if he can run the football and, and, and control the clock a little bit the rest of the way, I mean, they should be fine. I think they'll be fine. Um, but you're right. I mean, it's, I don't expect much of a fight from Father Capadano against Perry on Friday night. And nothing against them. They're a first-year program. They're trying well, to build themselves up. I mean, I just I don't want somebody to go back and say, "Oh, they were talking crap about y'all." No, man. I mean, they are they're they're trying to build something, and they're going to get to see how a properly run eight-man program is when they come to uh, a Rental Parent Academy uh, this Friday. Yeah, night. I mean it's. It's sports talk, though, Brian. I mean, yeah. that's, what oh, we, I know, I know. that's what we talk about. It's, it's nothing against a, a kid or anybody. It's just, I mean, it's it's facts. I mean, there's nothing that indicates that that they're where they want to be, and, and they would probably tell you that. But, I mean, there's, there's nothing other than just us, us just talking here. Absolutely. Multiple choice here. Where is Vass located? Is it in A, Cumberland County, B, Moore County, C, Lee County, or D? Oh, shoot. What was my D? <laughs> D, I don't have a clue. Uh, Montgomery County. So which county is Vass in? Got to be Moore County. 
Ding, ding, ding. Congratulations, uh, Jason Bryant. You get it. That's just a, that's just a left field. I mean, look, my <laughs> cell phone signal's not good, so I can't sit here and Google it. I can assure oh, dude, you that. No, I, just, I wasn't worried about that. It is right off of uh, I-95, it looks like, Vass is. Uh, the population of Vass, 720. Yeah. But Moore County is in between Fayetteville and Lumberton? Something like that. Hold We're on. In fact, it, I, I, you know what? I told you wrong. It is not right off of 95. It's off of 1, Highway 1. Uh, yeah, you have coming one. out of Raleigh. That's down south of Pine, yep. down around Pinehurst. Yep, yep, yep. In fact, dude, you're right. Uh, Pinehurst. And so it's right before you get to Southern Pines and Pinehurst, dude, off of 1. So. Uh, yeah. there you go. Okay. Uh, you just, uh, any final thoughts, uh, father Capadano parrot Academy Friday night. It is homecoming. No. Oh, oh my God. How have we even talked this long? We've not talked about your golf shot for folks who didn't Brian, listen to the game. Brian, I'm squashing. I'm squashing <laughs> this right now. No, no, you were the one that no. brought it up. My friend. I mean, I dude, for Brian, who, would you bring up something, <laughs> Brian, would you bring up something in conversation with you? It's a it's a gentleman conversation, and with nobody around, and then it turns into oh God, we got to do this at homecoming of, <laughs> of the of the or, the or the state playoff championship game. I mean, come on, man. Well, I've got to, for folks who weren't listening to the game on Friday night, and if you weren't listening, but shame on you. Shame Everybody on you. I know, dude, because I've had a couple of people say something to me about it too, but. Uh, this was awesome. My good friend, Jason Bryant, who, by the way, bailed my butt out, uh, Friday when my, uh, when they, a uh, ghost. Yeah, remember that machine. before you trash me right now. Dude, I'm not trashing you. I'm complimenting <laughs> you. I have confidence in you, dude. Uh, but you just offhandedly were, was, we're just looking at that beautiful field at Arundel Parrot Academy. Just the, the great job that, uh, Graham Anderson does yeah. out there. It's just, it's amazing. It looks, it looks as good as a golf course, doesn't it? I mean, it looks with what he does out there. Anyway, you said that you could stand under one of the goalposts and take your pitching wedge or sand wedge and put it through the goalposts on the other side. So that would be what? 120 yards, I guess, cause 10 yards for each uh, end zone. Then, uh, you know, the hundred yards in the middle. And I was like, come on, man, there's no way. And then you had people rise to your defense and say, Oh yeah, he definitely could do it. And I said, I would give you three shots to do it. Uh, I would stand under the other one, and then I would put a, a – originally I said a 20 uh, – a nice uh, 20 jelly bean bill on it, and then I said I'd put a, a 50 jelly bean uh, bed on it, and then you decided you didn't want to do it. Man, we even talked to a Matt Beeman. We talked to Robert Kravitz, uh, the AD out at Parrot Academy. Both of them said right. – you said, well, let me finish. Let me finish. You said you'd bring a mat out there and hit off a mat. They said they wouldn't even care if you hit off the grass in three attempts, and they would let you do it, dude. So we're doing it for homecoming this week, right? Uh, Friday night. Brian. <laughs> Brian. Brian. Yes, sir. We went. It's all about context, and that's that's my point with hot tag hangs. He's blowing it way <laughs> out of proportion. Way out of proportion. Because here was the here. This is the setup, people. It is five fifteen at Parrot Academy. An hour and 45 minutes before game time. There's not a soul in the stands. There's not a soul on the football field. 
the scoreboard hasn't even been turned on yet. <laughs> Brian and I are sitting in the press box talking about how well the field is. It might even have been earlier than 515 in your opening monologue about how beautiful the grass was. I said, at that point in time, man, that grass is plush. I would love to hit a golf ball off of it. Then, yes, I said, carried it one step further. I bet you I can knock it through the upright from the, from the, from the baseline down there. With nobody there. There was nobody there. And then it goes, true fashion, boom, and it just blows up. Oh, man, we got to do this during, during halftime of homecoming. What? <laughs> could like, you I will do it? you I, out there. Could you do it? No, I'm talking I, about half. No, 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 no. I know you could do it with nobody out there. But with a, hometown, a homecoming crowd of, it's going to be at least 800. Probably 1,000 no, people out no, there. No, I couldn't do it. No, I couldn't do it because I'm not a professional golfer. I don't hit golf balls in front of thousands of people. Like, like it's it's different. Well, somebody else suggested it, and I thought this would be cool. Put you under okay. one of the goalposts, put Hugh Pollock under the other goalpost, and you guys just take turns until one of you puts it through. Who wins that? Do you, do you understand the golf stature of Hugh Pollock? I, I probably has- do not. I probably do not. No, I don't care if he's a hundred years old. You have to get him out there in a walker. He still be. <laughs> That's respect. That, okay, okay, okay. Jimmy Smith is listening. If I uh, put you under one goalpost, put Jimmy Smith under the other goalpost. Who wins that? I'm going to let Coach Smith answer that question. <laughs> I got too much respect for him to throw him under the bus. I'm going to let him answer. Oh, so what? What does that mean? Then that it would be you. I believe I could do it before Coach Smith did. Okay, okay. Well, guess, you know this is going to come up tomorrow night at. Uh, I have I have a, a way younger back than Coach Smith. <laughs> that I'm is just true. Saying, that mean, is that, true. That would be the, him in his prime. He probably would get me, but the age difference now. But Hugh Pollock is is a hell of a golfer and can hit a golf ball. I'm just telling you, I don't care how old he is, what mindset he's in. He can still do it. I know he can. I would never challenge him to that. I wouldn't challenge Coach Smith in. But it's just out of context, Brian. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's talk about these other games that are taking place tomorrow night, and we'll start in Jacksonville. As Kenston, who is 3-3 overall, they are 1-1 in the East Central 2A. They travel to Jacksonville to take on Southwest Onslow, who is 2-4 overall, 1-1 in the conference. The Vikings in all time are 2-0 and uh, versus the Stallions, including last year's 45-32 win at Vikings Field, or at Viking Field. They had played each other two years ago, too, in Jacksonville, and uh, Kenston won that one. It's the only times they've played are the previous two seasons. Although, I mean, I got to tell you, man, I think uh, this might be if one of the most important games of the season for Kenston, uh, Jason. I think if Kenston loses this one, they would be in danger of not making the state playoffs this year. Your thought? Um, I agree. Uh, very young. Um, mistakes at wrong points in time are really compounding um, to really make Kenston look worse than they are. They're very talented, Brian. Yeah. Um, if if they can have a clean game, they can be competitive with. Um, Southwest and anybody else on their schedule, in my opinion. Um, does that mean they win all those games? Uh, no. 
it doesn't because then you got to factor in, you know, the other teams and how how good they are. But this is a game that Kitson can win, you know, and they had a very poor showing against East Stupland the other night. Um, but if they could clean it up, get to a different mindset, um, I mean, this game can be competitive, and I could see a pathway that Kitson could win down there. Yeah, I do too, but I, again. I really think uh, this is going to be uh, – when we look back and we get to the playoffs, did Kinston win uh, Friday night? Well, that's what the key victory that uh, helped them make it to the playoffs. But if they lose, I think it's a game that could keep them out of the playoffs. So, again, uh, that is tomorrow night. Another game tomorrow night. And uh, North and Orr, 1-4 overall, 0-1 in the East Central 2A. Uh, coming off a loss to Southwest Onsville, they traveled to Teachy to take on Wallace Rose Hill, who has won three games in a row. They're 3-3 three and three overall. They're 2-0 oh in the conference. The Hawks are 0-2 oh all-time against the Bulldogs, including last year's 68 to nothing loss in LaGrange and then 69-6 to two years ago in Tichy. I God bless what uh, Larry Dale is doing over in uh, Wheat Swamp right now, but I got to tell you, uh, Jason, I, you were talking about you could see a road to Kenston winning at Southwest Onslow. It's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a tough night for the Hawks and teach you tomorrow night. It's going. It's going to be. I think they need something to build on. Um, I think you set a goal and and you have a game plan to go out and you try to execute it to the best of your ability, and you see where you're at at halftime, and then you see, and then you try to do specific things because at the end of the day, you know, we talked to Coach Dale. They're not where they want to be. Um, that's no secret. They'll get there um, in in next year or, or or a couple of years. But the goal for him is to be is to win those last two games of the year for him. And he's, I think he's trying to put pieces of a puzzle together and figure some things out so he can do that. And that's what I see happening in in Wallace tomorrow night. I do, too. I agree with you. Okay, uh, man, two longtime opponents. They started playing each other in 1966, Jason Bryant. I am so old, I wasn't even born in 1966, but it's James Keenan, who is 3-2 and two overall. They are 0-1 in league play. That loss was to East Duplin. Uh, they traveled a deep run tomorrow to take on South Lenore, who is 1-5 overall. They're 0-2 in the conference. And again, this will be the 30th matchup between Keenan and South Lenore. They played each other from 1966 to 1984, from 1989 to 1996. Uh, a, a rare game in 2002, and then they've played each other the past two years. South Lenore is 10, 19, and 1 all time against Keenan. Uh, Keenan's on a two game winning streak against South Lenore, uh, including last year's 50 to 7 uh, win against South Lenore in Warsaw. South Lenore last beat Keenan 12 to nothing in 2002. So, uh, Keenan, South Lenore tomorrow night. Who you got? I'm going to sound like a broken record, but it's the same thing. Um, Coach Harold's not where he wants to be either. And you can see what I'm doing here. I'm pumping up the Jimmy Smith Cup in our games that <laughs> finished the end of the year. But, I mean, really, Brian, that's what it, that's what it is for them. And – like I said, they're trying to put pieces of a puzzle together. They're trying to figure some games out. But I, I don't see this one going south and north's way either. Yeah, I would have to agree with you on that. Although uh, I would love to see them put some points on the board. That would be good for them. How about one of the oldest rivalries in eastern North Carolina? It'll be the 53rd edition 
of Aiden Grifton at Green Central or Aiden Grifton versus Green Central. They have played every single season since 1971. And I tell you what, it doesn't get much uh, closer than this, Jason. Aiden Grifton leads the all-time series 28-24, to 21-19 uh, in league play. Uh, Green Central won last year's matchup. If you remember, we had that night off for some reason. I don't even remember the reason uh, what happened. but we had. So I went as a fan. Uh, Keith Spence and I uh, walked the sideline during that game. And I'm telling you, man, Aiden Gr- or, uh, Green Central put it to them. They set the school record. And Green Central has been playing football since 1961. So they've been playing for, uh, what, for 62, 63 years. And Green Central uh, won 64-7 to last year in Aiden. Uh, the 64 points set a record for the most points in a game for Green Central, and the 57-point margin was tied for second for the highest uh, amount of points in a win. And it just it wasn't even that close, honestly. I don't know if you were out. I don't, I don't think you were out there for that game, Jason, but I'm telling uh-huh. you, literally Jay, or, uh, literally, literally, Jay Wilson could have named that final score uh, last year, uh, and he he decided he wanted it to be 64. <laughs> so uh, yeah. I think it's going to be a little bit different this year. Aiden Grifton comes in 3-3 three and three overall, 0-2 oh in Eastern Plains 2A. Green Central is 2-4 and four overall. They're 1-1 one and one in league play. Both uh, both teams lost last week in uh, conference play. Uh, what do you think? I, I think I think it's going to be a heck of a game, dude. Your thoughts? Um, a lot, a lot like my message um, about Kinston. Um, Green Central had a really poor showing against Southwest Edgecombe last week. Um, they turned the ball over a lot. Um, I look for them to clean that up. Um, I think Aiden Griffiths come back down to earth about where. I think they should be, um, but I look for Green Central to win this game um, based on the common denominator of, of both of them playing Kinston and the way those games went. I thought Kinston could control Aiden Griffin a little bit more. I thought Green Central could beat Kinston, so I'm going to give the nod to Green Central on this one. Well, there you go, uh, and I think, <coughs> honestly, I think outside, I, that's going to be a heck of a game. What? Uh, let's do a station ID real quick here. You, you took the words right I'm out of my mouth. This is your home for the Brian Hanks Show and the VSIN Sports Network. Bet on the Bull, WRNF's Kinston. And we'll quick hit these other games again. Uh, we are in the second hour of today's show now, but uh, we'll quick hit these uh, other games here. Bethel Christian, 0 and 1. They started their season last week. Uh, with a 44-8 loss against Wilson Community Christian. And uh, that's probably going to be their easiest game of the season, Jason Bryant. They travel to the Vikings of Halifax Academy, who, by the way, are 4-0 right now. Uh, Listen, uh, Walt Eubanks, the folks over at Bethel, they're just trying to get their feet back under them and get this program reestablished after taking last year off. I think tomorrow night's going to be a a tough game for them. Your thoughts? Agree with everything you said. They don't have the numbers, but... Uh, pat them on the back. They're playing football again, and it's a wonderful thing. We want them playing football. We need them playing football, but um, I agree with everything you said, and uh, it's not going to be an easy task going up there for them. It definitely is not. And then uh, the only other game in our neck of the woods is uh, Jones Sr., who finally put some points on the scoreboard. They scored eight points uh, in last week's 36-8 to loss. However, they travel to a Lejeune team who is uh, not that great either. They're one in three. Jones Senior's zero and five. Lejeune is one in three. 
But I think uh, if there's ever been, and I'm not denigrating the folks over in Jones Senior one bit, but if there's ever been a poster child for how the NCHSAA should go to eight-man football, I think Jones Senior feels that. Uh, and I think it's going to be a tough game tomorrow night at Camp Lejeune. I agree. I mean, they're, they're just in a bad spot. But I can't believe I don't want to disagree with you this morning, but I really don't. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uphill battle. Let's just hope they put points on the board and have some bright spots. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Uh, previewing tomorrow's show, obviously we'll have Paul Whittington in our first hour, but our second hour, we usually only have two local coaches. We are going to have three local coaches joining us in our second hour tomorrow as we're going to have Matt Beeman, Will, Matt Beeman from Parrot Academy, Will Harrell from South North, and Jay Wilson from Green Central all in our second hour tomorrow getting you ready for football Friday. I appreciate my – and I we're going to do – it's my fault. I forgot we're trying to get you in the second hour so we can have you live. So the goal next week is to have you here in the second hour, you and your pretty self sitting across from me in, our, in my plush, well-lit, well-protected studio, dude. Perfect. I'm all in, bud. Very good. Well, listen. I'm all in. I appreciate what you do, Brian. Thank you, sir. Hey, it's right back at you, dude. We will talk to you. Uh, we'll talk to you. Well, I'll see you tomorrow night on the Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show. Absolutely. There you go. That's Jason Bryant, the sales executive to the stars here on uh, 960 uh, BetOnTheBull.com at WRNS. The bl- the big blowtorch on uh, Bob 93.3. Oh, my gosh. We've got so many other stations. In, so it's, it's fun to be part of Dick Broadcasting. Okay. Thank you so much to Jason Bryant for joining us here in our first hour. Coming up next, one of the greatest uh, football players ever from Kinston. Leo Hart joining us on the Brian Hanks show presented by Lenore Community College.